First Peter chapter one, verse 18. Let's stand together for the reverence of the reading of God's word. Prayer for the message this morning. Verse number 18 of first Peter chapter number one, the Bible says, for as much as you know. That you were not redeemed with corruptible things as silver and gold. From your vain conversation received by tradition from your fathers. May I say this real quickly today just as a side note. Silver and gold may free you from slavery. But it can't free you from being a sinner. But the, with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot, who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in the, these last times for you, who by Him do believe in God, that raised Him from the dead and gave Him glory, that your faith and hope might be in God. What can wash away my sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Thank God for His precious blood today. Father in heaven, God, in Jesus' name. Lord, as I come to you with a humble heart this morning, dear God. Asking for your mercy. Lord, I pray that you'd give me strength to preach your word. Help me, dear God, with wisdom from heaven to rightly divide the word. Lord, I pray today if there's one here that's not been under the crimson flow of your precious blood. God, may today be the day that they receive you as Savior and Lord of their life. And Lord, if there's some here that's grown cold on you, God, may you warm their heart by the newness of grace and mercy. Lord, I pray for every need that may be in this place. And dear God, may they know that it is all well to come around and all of a prayer at any time to pray and get those needs met. Father, we thank you for the Son. We thank you for the Holy Ghost. Lord, we thank you, dear God, in the name of your Son, Jesus, for the precious blood that is shed on Calvary for us. And Lord, I'll thank you for all that you do for our friends gathered here today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I love the the Word of God this morning. I, I thank Him for the Word. It's a blessed book, but it's not only a blessed book, it's a blood book. Amen. Uh, there's many a people that have tried to remove the blood out of the Bible. There's some that have tried to m- remove the blood out of the hymn books. Uh, but where would we be without the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ today? Uh, the blood is so important running through uh, the pages of God's dear book that it's seen some 447 times in 375 verse- verses. Uh, we must never water down uh, the blood of Jesus uh, It's a saving blood. It's a sanctifying blood. 
It's a securing blood. And it's a blood, my friend, that we can depend on to take us all the way to glory and to be with our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. This blood comes from a special person this morning. A person by the name of Jesus. The Messiah. The soon coming King. That one that is a virgin born. Jesus said that He has come. That you and I can have life and have it more abundantly. I believe that Jesus was that special person that had that special blood. He was special because He was virgin born. He was special when Judas said that it was innocent blood. It was special when Pilate declared to him that he is just and he found no fault in him. And he, the Lord Jesus, became sin for us, yet he knew and does not know any sin upon himself. Aren't you glad that the Lord Jesus never had one sin to be committed in his life because he was God incarnate. He was a hundred percent God and a hundred percent man, a man with royal blood. God sent from heaven by the way and took on the flesh of man to be a savior for you and I. He cleanses us with that supernatural power. May I say that the blood will never lose its power and the blood will never expire. You go and you give blood at the blood bank today and they'll only keep it around for 40 to 45 days I believe it is if I remember correctly and then they'll have to get rid of that blood because the blood will eventually expire but aren't you glad that we serve a God in heaven that sent his only begotten son and shed his blood for you and I that we can have life everlasting in a place called heaven that precious blood that was shed for you and I he gave every drop of blood in his body to where you and I can be saved. Amen. I'll never forget the time Brother Ernell Bradley holds a lot of a lot of special places in the people's hearts around here. And he's done been gone on to be with the Lord over a year or so now. How long has it been? It's been two years nearly. Two years. It's been over two years. But I'll never forget the Sunday morning he stood up right there next to his dear wife and said, I thank God today for this church because if it wasn't for the blood, I would not be able to live. He had a blood disorder. He had a cancer in his blood. His blood would continue to deteriorate and it would leave his body and they never could find out where it was going. He had to have some 200, nearly 240 pints of blood in his last few years of life. Lived a whole lot longer than the doctor said that he would live. But when he stood up and said it's all because of the blood is the reason that I'm living. It done something inside of me. May I declare unto you today it's because of the blood that I'm living. Amen. Oh, there's life in the blood of Jesus today. It's supernatural power that come from the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. It completes a specific purpose. It'll cleanse you from all your sin. You may think today that the, the that there's no help for you. You may think that there is nothing that can forgive you. No one can forgive you or nothing that can help you. I'm here to tell you, if the blood of Jesus can't take care of it, my friend, I'm here to tell you, He can take care of everything, every sin that comes about. There is tremendous power in the blood of Jesus and its purpose is to cleanse us not from just a sin or not a particular
particular sin, but all sins today. Amen. The precious blood of Jesus, number one, is a purchasing blood. Look at verse number 18 again, if you will. He says, for as much as you know that ye were not redeemed. In other words, you were not bought with corruptible things as silver and gold from the vain conversation received by the tradition of your fathers. But with the precious blood of Jesus. The precious blood of Christ. That means it was costly. It was costly. It's a purchasing blood. If there's anything that can buy you out of this world today and put your name in the roll in heaven, it's just one thing. It's the precious blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. I've seen the blood, Brother Floyd, that removes sin from a man's life. I sit him on solid ground where he can stay. I've seen where the blood can forgive the vilest of sinners and throw his sins as far as the east is to the west and bury him into the deepest parts of the sea. That's the power in the blood. Blood of Jesus. That's the power in the blood of that sacrificial lamb. I'm glad that we don't have to give up and 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 go and and sacrifice cows today. I'm glad we don't have to sacrifice turtle doves and lambs because we do now have the perfect sinless lamb, the sinless sacrifice that of being the Lord Jesus Christ and Him shedding it for you and I. It was a purchasing blood. Whether you realize it today or not, the blood of Jesus has bought you today. I've been bought and paid for. Amen. May I say, I can go ahead and say it like that. I've been enslaved to Jesus. <laughs> oh, but preacher, I don't, you know, and people get, uh, people get uneasy about them type of words. But you know, that's biblical terminology. We're enslaved. Oh, what does that mean? It means Jesus has washed my sins away. I'm going to put Him first in my life. I'm going to continue to worship Him. I'm going to continue to depend on Him no matter what comes my way. Because you will go through storms. You will go through valleys. You will go through circumstances in your life that will cause you to crawl up under a rock somewhere. But I'm here to tell you, it's because of the blood that I could get up this morning. It's because of the blood that we preached up in North Carolina the last two nights. It's because of the blood that the Lord has forgiven me of all of my sin and shortcomings. And I'm here to tell you, we're not expected to be perfect. God knows we're not going to be perfect. We've all sinned and come short of the glory of God. But thank God I've got an advocate with the Father in the name of Jesus Christ. And He is the one that each and every day that I live I'll never want to water down the blood I'll never want to remove the blood from the precious book I'll never want to remove the blood from the songs of Zion but yet there's some today you better be careful of what you listen to and what you read because they're slowly but surely trying to remove the blood from everything oh preacher you're preaching a slaughterhouse religion oh preacher you're preaching a bloody religion may I say 
say you can see the blood of Jesus from the very first book of Genesis all the way to the last chapter of Revelation. You can see the blood of Jesus intertwined throughout the precious Word of God. And my friend, there's something special about that blood. It's paid for my sin. It's forgiven me. It's covered it up. Listen, you and I today, if people knew what your past truly was, you'd probably be ashamed. You might want to hide under a rock somewhere yourself. But listen, what sins are you talking about? Is what Jesus would say. Well, what sins are you talking about? Because He has purchased our redemption. Amen. Number two, I see a pictured blood. In verse number 19, the Bible says, But with the precious blood of Christ, as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. I see that blood over in Exodus chapter number 12. It was told that the life of the firstborn was going to be taken there in Exodus and, and, and all the firstborn was going to be taken. The death angel, if you would, was going to come over Egypt. And as that death angel comes over Egypt, there's only one way that your firstborn was going to be saved. Amen. It was going to be because of the blood. Hallelujah. And the Bible gives specific instruction on that blood and says you need to take a lamb. But don't just take any lamb. Take a Young male lamb. And cut its little throat. And and take the blood and put it upon the the doorpost of your home. In other words, if you can picture a door frame. You see it? You see the door frame? He says, take it and put it on the doorpost on the right. Take it and put it on the doorpost on the left. And take it and put blood on the cross beam that's coming across the middle. And when I see that blood here, here, and here, I can see the cross of Calvary. And if the blood was applied, the death angel passed over and the family. Oh, when I see the blood, I'll pass over you. I'm glad to know today that I've got the blood applied to the doorpost of my heart. And to the doorpost of my soul of knowing. My friend, I'm not going to hell today because of what Jesus done for me on Calvary. And because He saved my soul. And you don't have to go either. Amen. It is a pictured blood that we can see all through the Word of God. Just a small picture there in Exodus chapter 12. If I see the blood, I'll pass over you, God said. Amen. Listen, when Jesus comes this time, He's going to be looking for something in red. Uh, Not the dress that you may wear or the coat that you may have on or the shirt that you may be wearing. But He's looking for the blood. His saints will be covered with the precious blood. Thank God that it is a pictured blood. But number three, it is a pure blood. Also in verse number 19, he says, Christ as of a lamb without blemish and without spot. A pure blood. You see, Jesus couldn't do what Jesus done if He wasn't pure. If He wasn't sinless, then they could have took the blood of Aaron Deal. 
Well, they could took the blood of Josh Barnett because, you know, it, it didn't really matter. And there are some out there in these days, uh, some amongst our own circles, I've already heard them say that they denied uh, the divinity of the blood of Christ. Uh, they said His blood wasn't divine. Uh, I'm here to tell you, the blood of Christ was yeah. divine. Divine meaning of God. The blood of Christ is divine. I believe His spittle was divine. I believe everything about the Lord Jesus Christ was divine. Why? Because He was God in the flesh. He was perfection. Often tempted. Listen, you can look on the Mount of Temptation and see where Satan offered Him everything. How foolish was He knowing that Jesus knew that He already owned it all anyhow. How are you going to give somebody something that He already owns? Amen. He said, oh, I know you're hungry, Jesus. But if you'll just take this rock and turn it to bread, uh, you can eat. You mean to tell me you don't believe Jesus could do that? I'm here to tell you, He could have turned that rock into bread and He could have ate it right there if He'd wanted to. But no, Jesus squared His shoulders back. He undoubtedly probably was hungry. He was fasting some 40 days and 40 nights on that mountain. And the devil was trying to tempt Him with bread. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but every word that that proceed is out of the mouth of God. That right there, my friend, will get it done. Amen. I believe that there are times when we need to pray. I believe there's time when we need to fast. Because some of these things are not going to come to unless we go into fasting and praying. There's going to be some times that you're wondering where God is. There's going to be some times you wonder how you're going to make it through. But I'm here to declare unto you, God's going to help you make it through. You just continue to plead the blood on the devil. You want to get him on the run today? You just plead the blood of Jesus. You tell him to get thee behind you. And my friend, that's according to God's word. He'll have to flee from you today. Amen. It's a pure blood, but it's a planned blood. Number four, it's a planned blood. Verse number 20. For who was verily foreordained before the foundation of the world? but was manifest in these last times for you. Let me read that again and I'll tell you what comes to my mind right here, Josh Barnett. Listen to this. Who verily was foreordained before the foundation of the world, but was manifest in these last times for you. This is what I see in that verse. When He was on the cross... I was on his mind. Aren't you glad tonight? Aren't you glad today that when he was on the cross, he wasn't thinking about calling ten thousands of his angels to come get us because he could have done that. He wasn't worried about uh, his life that he was giving up. Uh, He didn't worry about the stripes that were on his back. Uh, He about the thorns that were upon his head. He didn't worry about going into the tomb or getting back up or ascending back up into the heavens 40 days later. But what he was concerned about was you and me that are here today. And those that are throughout this world. God has a concern for us. God has a concern for us. When He was on the cross, I was on His mind. I'm glad to know today that I have been thought about by the mind of God. I can't fathom that today. 
I really can't. I can't fathom that. God knows ahead of time where this storm's going to hit. If He so takes your notion, He'll stir that thing around, turn it around, and send it back to Cuba or somewhere. If He takes a notion, He'll swing it all the way back across Florida. If He takes a notion, He'll say, Peace be still, and the winds will stop blowing. That's the God we serve. Oh, but preacher, you don't understand. That storm is twice as big as any we've ever seen. It's as strong as any storm that we've ever seen. I'm here to tell you today, church, if Jesus just speaks it, the storm will stop immediately. Listen, if He can part the Red Sea for the children of Israel to go across, He could stop the winds and the waves. That's the word. Amen. Hey, listen, if you're going to believe in Him to be saved, you might as well believe the whole book. Amen. You might as well believe it all. Because if there's anything in this book you don't believe, you're in trouble. You're in trouble. See, this isn't Burger King religion, a Burger King book. You have it your way and you pick out what you like. No. Listen, there are some bloody situations in this book. Amen. Bloody situation. I thank God for the blood. Because without the shedding of blood, there's no remission of sins. Hebrews 9.22 Almost all things are by the law purged with blood. And without the shedding of blood, there's no remission. If He didn't shed the blood, church, we'd have no forgiveness. If He didn't shed the blood. Listen, many of Many of you have served in the military. God bless you for your service. I say that quite often because I mean it from the bottom of my heart. If it wasn't for you, and some of you shed blood for this great nation of ours, we might not have the freedom to come worship today. Thank God for the blood that you shed. I believe your blood is important. But there's no blood more important than the blood of Jesus. I believe the blood of Jesus and Jesus Christ Himself was the greatest soldier of all. That won victory for you and I. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. Well, how can I get under the blood, Pastor? How can I get under the blood? How can I be forgiven? It's as easy as ABC and coming to the Lord. Romans chapter 10, verse 9 and 10. Let's read that for you. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead... Thou shall be saved. Thou shall be saved. That's, that's, how, that's how you come to the Lord. Amen. You have to believe in your heart. You have to come to Him asking for the forgiveness of your sins. Believe that God hath raised Christ from the dead. And thou shall be saved. It's about the blood this morning, church. I want to thank him for his blood. You know, a lot of people will be affected by their past. And when I say they're affected by their past, I mean it like this. The devil really gives them a hard time about the things of their past. Now, I don't believe that we've got any... uh, Holier than thou people in here today. Right? I don't believe we've got any holier than thou people that are without sin. 
Bible says we've all sinned. Come show the glory of God. Now that doesn't mean that you go out and do some blatant, mean, sinful stuff. But nonetheless, we're all sinners. And the devil begins to bring up these sins in your life from time to time. And he might try to pull you down to a point of where you get plumb depressed about it. Or that you might have should have done this. Or you might have should have done that. And you might have could have done this, that or the other. But let me say this today. When Jesus has forgiven you of your sins. He has forgiven you of your sins. And when he has forgiven those sins. He has thrown them as far as these is to the west. He's buried them into the deepest parts of the sea. Meaning this. Never to be remembered. Remembered again. So Satan tries to move in and tries to show you those sins of your past. But when he reminds you of your sins of your past, why don't you remind him of his future? Take him to the place where you accepted the Lord Jesus Christ and pray. And say, look at here. Devil, this is where my sins were forgiven. I'll never forget the story. Of Martin Luther. Y'all come get us a song of invitation. I'll give this illustration. We'll give the invitation. I'll never forget. The story penned from the great preacher of old Martin Luther. He said he had a, a, a dream in the middle of the night. He was lying in his bed. And as he's lying in his bed. He says he sees and hears this figure at the foot of his bed. Whom he thinks to be Satan. And he's got a long scroll that he's going through in that dear man of God's life. And he said at the top of that scroll, when he started to unveil it, said, these are the sins of Martin Luther. He says the devil began to torment him and began to just pull down a, a five, six feet at a time and bringing up all the past sins of that dear preacher. All of them. Martin Luther said he was pretty much intimidated, worried and concerned and even scared of what he was seeing in this dream, in this vision. As he begins to lie there and become to a position of instability, if you will. He said he continues to see and hear this figure at the foot of the bed speaking of all of his sins. But all of a sudden he hears a a sound from behind his head. Whom he thought to be the voice of God. And that voice from heaven said these words. Go ahead devil. Keep going till you get to the end of the scroll. The devil began to try to steal name every sin. And then that voice from heaven said, No devil, I command you, go to the end of the scroll and read the very bottom of the piece of paper. Satan had to obey. He had to pull the scroll all the way down. And at the very end, it said these words, The sins of Martin Luther are all forgiven And under the blood. That gave Martin Luther a shot in the arm. You see people may try to bring up your past. 
The devil may bring up your past. Listen, we've all failed him today. But I'm going to plead the blood of Jesus. I bet you there's times when any of you today have had reason to be mad at God, to be bitter at God. No need to be mad and bitter at God. He offered His Son for us to where we can have everlasting life. I want you to stand across this building. I don't know what your need is today. But God does. If you're here lost and undone without Christ. You don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. He will, my friend, forgive you and wash you in the crimson flow. You may be here fighting one of the biggest battles of your life. Why don't you plead the blood today? You may be here wondering how you're going to get through the storm that you're in. Why don't you plead the blood? The precious blood of Jesus. Father, Lord, in Jesus' name, I come to you with grace. Lord, asking you for that grace and mercy and that peace that surpasses all understanding. Father, I come to you asking you to help these people. Lord, those listening live, those that are in the sound of our voice here, dear God, I pray that you would just touch them today. Bless them, Jesus. Help us to get all of our sins under the blood. Help us to gain victory through you today. In Christ's name we humbly ask and pray.